Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopsticksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to stardom quest the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world i'm as always alex and i'm joined by dylan uh dylan in the wake of this huge news that uh vince mcmahon is gone and triple h now runs the wwe creative um does this signal an opportunity for the forbidden door to be kicked down for us to get fwc Versus Ulyssa Leon Jesus and Valentina Froche for the Goddess of Stardom Tag Team Championships. What is I your thought expect- here? I should have expected this a bit because we had this discussion uh, very mildly yesterday about how I was like, oh, Mayu should like take the belt overseas. And, and then you were like, no, she shouldn't. And I was like, if she goes to the NXT level up, will that make you happy? And then you were like, yes, it would. Uh, and, and that was our discussion about that. Um no, I think the bigger question is like I don't know if any of the people that we've had our our illustrious uh will they leave WWE segment about I don't know if any of them leave anymore. Uh cuz like again not to get into WWE booking too much, but I imagine Triple H wants Io Shirai up as soon as fucking possible. <laughs> um and he will he will make he will make that a point to fucking do that like immediately. Um mm-hmm. So she's probably not coming back. So unfortunately for our, our good friend Utami, uh, she's going to have to wait a little bit longer before she gets that dream match. Uh, check out our buddy Scott's interview with her talk, to see what I'm talking about there. Um, yeah, so like Io Shirai, I doubt fucking Sasha goes. I doubt a lot. I think a lot of more... It sounds weird because we also talked about it. That's like... It's kind of like... A, a Democrat where it's like, oh, nothing will fundamentally change. It's just like slightly less scary because the dude's just not as insane. Um, so like, obviously there's not a lot to talk about there because it's fucking WWE, who cares? But I do imagine that just optics-wise, it will cause a lot less people to be scared of being in WWE, if that makes sense. So there's less reason to speculate, I guess, from here on out. Yeah. Um it also raises the question of are they going to start poaching Joshi wrestlers again? Because Triple H is a yeah. big fan. Um, I mean, he so, was I the mean, he was a mastermind before NXT Japan. 
Yeah, COVID. yeah. I mean, uh, listen. All I'm saying which... is, I don't think Julia is as secure here as she maybe was before. Um, yeah. But I don't, I don't know if he's gonna have like complete full control to do whatever I he mean, wants. So we have to. When the CEOs, your when one half of the CEOs are your wife, and you control the entirety of creative, a bit of control. <laughs> uh, and apparently, he's the fucking head of talent relations too. Mm. Uh which is a big conflict of interest but that's not my point to say um yeah i mean there's there is definitely concern because like i said you know obviously we joke about nxt uk but that just shows that he has a lot of interest in japan as a prospect and i mean look at all of the people that we lost uh not even just joshi wise but like think about the years that we lost kenta because triple h had a boner for japanese wrestling you know what i mean uh I said that. I I don't like that phrase of boner for I think that's stupid. My bad. Redact that. Uh, but yeah, you know, like like just shit like that. Like, and that's just that's just Puro in general, not even just Joshi. He's you know made an entire brand. Uh, what? There's been two Japanese women's champions on NXT, and they take up like forty five percent of the time as champion all time, pretty much. Because Asuka was it for like two years, Io was it for a whole year. Like, like he has a he's a fan of Joshi wrestling. So yeah, we have to be concerned about that uh, in the future. Very much so. Uh, maybe Utami will get that dream match um, on Survivor Series or something. I, yeah, I, I she's she's still sticking to that, and I was like, oh, that's that's fun. Can't can't you say you want to wrestle like? Anna J or something like that's so much easier. <laughs> it's so much easier to accomplish, Tommy. Why would she lie? Yeah, that's true. That's the... I wouldn't. Yeah, even, yeah I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to see that match. No. Um, Anna J is okay. Like that's that's the sad thing. No, she's not. Anyway, um, she's like the most mid AEW wrestler. Like there are far worse than her, and there are far better than her. But she like she's not even like in the low 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 echelon because there are far worse. That's a sad thing. But, yeah, Pretty much. Um, so the biggest news from the world of stardom is that Tekla is out of the five star Grand Prix. Um, so it seems like she's doing well in her injury rehabilitation. They just maybe aren't ready to have her do a full tournament. So she's Which been replaced. Yeah. Uh, so she's been replaced by Momo Kogo, who obviously yes. finished pretty high in the the qualifying league, and also I'm pretty sure they mentioned that it was because she had a good match with Azumi. They were like, "Oh, she impressed our officials during that title match," so we we decided to put makes her sense. in. I mean, um, like that that all makes sense because I mean, just listening to this podcast, if you have the past uh, number of weeks, like I've always liked Momo Kogo, but the past few weeks I've just been like, "Yeah, Momo Kogo." is just good every match like you know like and that doesn't necessarily translate to a you know three month long tournament but it, it translates better than you know being a child who has school and can't do it or uh is is kind of just hanging around like ruaka so i i think the alternatives uh definitely didn't meet what coco momokogo is doing right now my bad sorry yeah, and there was nobody else really who could have um, 
stepped in and kind of kept the quality that Kogo will. Obviously, like, Tekla is a big loss. You know, we said for yeah. months that she was going to be a, a standout of the GP because of how much chemistry she had with basically everyone. Um, and Momo Kogo maybe doesn't have that, but she's also a better option than Rocka or Lady C or, you know, Rina. Um, I'd say Hina maybe would be just as fun because her offense is, is yeah. pretty fun. But, I mean, she obviously has school and stuff, so that wouldn't happen. So Momo Koga really was the best option. And uh, she gets to run it back with Azumi, which is obviously pretty cool. And she uh, will have a match with my Sakurai, which is something that they've kind of built up to a little bit. Because those two basically just, every time they're in a tag together, they get an extended sequence where they just try and like maul each other. So they're going to get their singles match to, to pay that off. So that's going to be uh, interesting. Uh, One thing that is going to be funny is usually they don't change booking when somebody ask, does yeah. this. Like, like, I remember Asmi replaced Casey Owens and they just gave her all the wins Casey Owens would have got. So Momo Kogo is just going to get Tekla's amount of points, which is going to I be can't see quite that. Fun. I cannot see that. Why not? I don't know. Like, I just feel you like... did it for Azumi, and she was, like, a teenager. Come on. She was, like, 17. She's, like... I don't know. I, I think... I don't know. I, I She probably gets, like, two or four points, but I don't see her getting up to, like, the eight that I imagined Tekla being around. You know? Uh, I feel like that's... Four wins against the main... Rock, like, that That seems very hard for, for Momo. Uh, she could pull some out here and there. Uh, maybe I'm underestimating her in certain matchups, but that that seems really hard for her. You you are overestimating how much stardom is willing to cares. Change. Yeah, because <laughs> no, actually, it. the wild thing, the the a mix of Momokogo being entered over Tekla, uh, Tam losing that red belt match, and uh, just the weekend that Prominence had has not. I, like I know this isn't what we're talking about, but I have Risa Sarah in the finals now. Uh, I don't know how that happened, but I just like yeah, I think that I think that makes sense. Uh, so I mean, they haven't changed it like for a fact. I know for a fact that uh, they probably are are doing as little as possible to change what they have to do from what mm -hmm. the original plan was. Um, maybe that involves Momokogo, maybe it doesn't. But I, I'm all over the place with this shit now. So I'm like I like I'm just a mad scientist. Like I'm just trying to figure this shit out. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see Risa Sarah in the final, but then you'd have her beating... You'd have Julia beating Suzu and Risa in, in like, the same night, which is, is maybe a bit much. So, I don't know Yeah, but they, they like doing a bit much. I don't know if you know that. Kind of, but I don't... I doubt Prominence would be okay with that. <laughs> I mean, I think... last year, who did Shuri have before Momo? Takumi. And they went to a draw, yeah? Yeah. So she survived Takumi and then beat Momo. Like, think about that for a second. Well, yeah, but Prominence might be like, you are not beating our leader and our ace in the one show. Like, uh, fuck off. <laughs> like, there is not a hope that they're going to be okay with that. Oh, no, but, like, probably not, yeah. But I think it would be a cool story. I guess. Um, but I don't know. But yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, this happens every year. One person always drops out of the GP. You know, it's it's kind of expected at this stage. Like it was, was it Natsuko Tora last year that had to be replaced? Yeah. Um, and With Saki death. the year before, and Casey Owens the year before. Like, mm -hmm. there's always somebody. 
and it's probably better Tekla than one of the big, you know, big hitters. So I can't wait. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, so yeah. rip Tekla, but Komomo gets the shot, and uh, she's—I'm sure she'll impress. But I'm—I'm kind of not looking super forward to much, but I'm sure she will like over deliver in, in some of her matches, and obviously her and Azumi will will run it back, and that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Now I look at it, there's not a lot of stars in this block. It's just her and Koguma, isn't it? Uh. Yeah. I mean, I think she could she could do some things, and there's definitely hope for her. Uh. I think she has a buttload of potential. In fact, one of my friends who is like just getting in Storm now was like, "So, what do you think about like Momokogo winning the Cinderella next year?" I was like, "You need to calm the fuck down, dude. Damn. Uh, I like her too, but that's a bit. But then I was like, I mean." They've done stupider things. If she just, like, goes crazy in the next, you know, nine months, who fucking knows? Uh, I think she's one of those cases, more than, like, a lot of people on the roster. Um, she's very sink or swim, but I think she could definitely swim with the Sharks. Possibly. Um, anyway, that is that is the news. Uh, I don't think there's anything else. It's been a fairly quiet week from stardom, because everybody's just waiting for the GP to start. Um so we will go on to the review section. Uh, both shows this past weekend aired live, so we, we didn't have to wait around. The first show to review was on July 23rd. This was Stardom in Showcase Volume 1. Uh, this is in the Nagoya Congress Center, and it did 845 fans. So I think we'll start there, all right? Because mm. obviously, first show of a new brand does 845 uh, attendance. So... I would say that's a pretty strong uh, figure, given that they gave nothing away. You know, like they yeah. they didn't do any big singles matches. Nobody took a big pinfall. Like there was nothing super important on this show, and they got almost nine hundred people in. And most companies, other than New Japan, would bite the hand off you to do nine hundred for anything. Never mind nine hundred with a show that has no big matches, right? Like, the Catch the Wave final only did, I think, in, like, f the 500s. And that yeah. was going to be Suzu versus Nozaki, which is obviously, like, one of the biggest matches Wave could do. So that only sold 500 tickets, and then Stardom here with nothing did 845. So to me, if I'm, you know, Ross here or somebody from Bushiroad, I'm like, you know, we're, we're going to do more of these because if people are going to keep... You know, buying tickets to these shows where we don't have to give anything away, then we're gonna keep doing them. Yeah, um, and it's funny because I remember you texted me when like the figure came out that was like around eight hundred, and you're like, "Oh wow, it's under a thousand. That's a bit low." And I was like, "I was like, yeah." And then I thought about, it, I was like, eight hundred is so not low. I know like that it's like a relative thing that you were talking about, but I was like, that's so fucking wild that like for a stardom pay per view, eight hundred is a uh, is a low number, uh, but it is a new brand and it, you know, it has its, it's, I probably, if I was picking a Starm show to go to, I'd go to the, uh, the Midsummer one, uh, because this mm -hmm. is a first time thing, you know what I mean? So it's like, what if it was just ass? What if the DJ was too loud and it was annoying and all the matches were just complete messes and all that shit? Obviously, I think that it didn't turn out like that. That turned out to be a really, really good show. I enjoy it thoroughly. Um, but I, I definitely understand the, like, oh, why would I go to this show over that show type of thing, um, just from a first glance type of thing. One one thing that we did miss in the news is that uh, Japan's kind of getting hit with COVID again. So that might be 
a problem. Uh, I don't know how much we want to talk about that, but you know, just beware of that because a lot of indie wrestlers are, are starting to get it. Uh, some people from Wrestling Universe are starting to get it, type of thing. Uh, obviously, like Umasaki was left off of uh, presumably the the show. We don't know if she was on it or not. It pro- she probably wasn't looking at how the uh, surprise participants panned out, but like she, you know, she has COVID. Uh, like just stuff like that. Japan might be getting hit again, so we don't know uh, how that will affect five star and cheering crowds and all that shit. Um, it seems like some of the companies are just going ahead because Noah, I yeah. think, announced that they were doing full attendances from September. So they were just like, "Yeah, we don't, we don't care. We're doing we're doing full attendance." So I don't know about that. Um, but to be fair, that's... they are like three years behind on not caring about COVID. Like America's been doing that this entire time. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Um, but yeah, I I think going not back saying to, they should. I'm going not the stardom and showcase okay, and bad, not. Not the the thing. Um, yeah. Overall, and I'm sure you loved it, um, but I I, I I really appreciated the effort they put into everything. Like they really made this look different, feel different. I thought the DJ did a fantastic job. Really, yeah, uh, DJ so Pretty good. Dragon or whatever the fuck yeah. um, did a fantastic job. Like doing the 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 you know DJ beats and having that be what everybody walked out to was so different. Uh, the there wasn't a ring bell. There was a, a thing that just said "Let's go." A buzz, yeah, like crazy. Buzzer, um, like this, this show just felt so distinct and so individual, and that's often hard to do when people run sub brands. I mean, we see it already with like Ring of Honor. It looks like a dime store AEW show. Yeah. Uh, every time WWE tries to do a new brand, it just ends up looking like WWE light. That often happens, but here. This this could have been any company, you know. It was so different to what Stardom's presentation usually is, and um, I thought that was pretty good. I went a long way to making sure that this brand feels like its own distinct thing that could kind of be very healthy going forward. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that like uh, my my critique of the uh, tone is just that the crowd was kind of dead. And I think that was also the issue in the in the midsummer show, uh, yeah. is that the crowd was just kind of not not hyped for it. Because uh, like I, I was talking to Sprite uh, about this show specifically, and he's like, "Man, it is so fucked up that they sent a DJ out there to a crowd that not only can't cheer, like can't like listen, can't respond to her, like how you doing, you know, all that stuff. They don't even clap." Like they aren't even clapping. Like they they could clap, but they're barely clapping. Like, like just imagine. Like that's just insane to like send out a DJ who I don't know if she's like a big wrestling fan or if she knows about the state of pro wrestling in 2022. But like just sending her out there to like a dead crowd that can't cheer was so fucked. But she still killed it. So shout out to her. And the. The stardom crowd is definitely something to pay attention to because I feel like some of them recently have been pretty bad. Um, and like maybe when, when cheering is back, we're going to realize that half of these people aren't over at all, which would be <laughs> really funny. It's just the crowd's like completely silent from awry after everybody thinking you she's know, the most over thing I, in the company. <laughs> I love that so much. It would be so entertaining. 
again, I like this was a few weeks ago. I went on to the Stardom Reddit, the the one of the best places on earth. Um, and somebody was like, "Yeah, I, I'm just sick of Mariah. She isn't over. Why are they pushing her so hard?" I'm just like, "Who told you that she wasn't over? Because like, I don't know if she's like over or not, but like, who told you that? That like, she's just like." clearly not over because i i don't think it's that clear dude <laughs> like i was like i don't think that's i don't think that's as obvious as you're letting it out to be but no you're right like what if lady sees the most popular wrestler in the company yeah like there's literally no way of knowing until cheering's back like all of these new pushes could have fallen flat like mayu might not be even the only just person that gets not even just new pushes like utami yeah yeah like Utami's years ago push. In, in silence. That's insane. Gutami, the franchise player, has never had a crowd respond to her during this push. Like, that's insanity. But she might just not be over To be fair, all. to be fair, I think, I think Utami's more in jeopardy of that than someone like Saya, because of anybody in the company, is the only person that can get gasps out of the crowd, still, mm-hmm. to this day. Like, get active, like, like almost every match of hers, she does something crazy where the crowd goes, oh, you know, like, like just like, just kind of like emotes, like just knee jerk. So I think her, she's the only person that I know is, is over uh, right now. Uh, otherwise, who fucking knows? Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Um, but especially because just some of the crowds recently have been like a little bit too quiet, even for clap crowds that you're just like, you people yeah. into this at all? <laughs> like, why are you here? Um, but we're like, obviously I, have to wait and see with that. We've been watching years of clap crowds. We know when a crowd is a good clap crowd and a bad clap crowd. Obviously, they're never as good as like a good good crowd, but we we know the difference. And it's been it's not been hitting lately. No, definitely not. Um, in fairness, I too would not be hitting if I was at this show. I didn't as much as I loved the vibe of Stardom and Showcase. I thought it was not very good. Um, overall, oh, I really liked it. Um, it was almost. We, a clean we will sheet. get to that as we go through the matches. So, hmm. the first match was the Nagoya Rumble. Um, so this this was a Royal Rumble style match. They had countdowns, yes. individual entrances. Um, I'm kind of against that as a general rule because those matches usually need surprises to pop you. Like the Royal Rumble is terrible without like victoria showing up at 13 and me losing my shit you know what i mean um and that's kind of what this was where they do a a countdown and they'd be like oh it's it's lady c hooray so um there was always going to be a cap on how good this was but i mean it wasn't as bad obviously as most like western battle royals tend to be uh, because obviously like joshi just is better at them um but yeah i didn't i didn't really think this was amazing but it was it was pretty solid uh gokigan death one in, in 23 and a half minutes when she rolled up Miyu Amasaki. So that was one of the two surprises. The other surprise was a super strong Starlight Machine. Stardom Machine. Stardom it, Machine. It, it changed. It's returning. changed. Okay. So a uh, super strong Stardom Machine of No People Gate fame has returned yes. to, to grace us with their presence. No, the funniest and, thing um, is that this entire this show started with every single stars member beating the shit out of super strong stardom machine who is uh not a stars member but yes 
I don't know. I just found that funny. There was like, get get this. Who the fuck is this? Beat the shit out of him. <laughs> um, and and it was super strong starter machine. Uh, and or starter machine. And also another good spot was Hanan trying to uh revolution like, <laughs> uh form a revolt. Uh, her and her sisters, and then Rena's like, nah, fuck off. I, I thought that was also really funny, and I think it's a it's a sign of things to come because I imagine. Hanan over the next six years is going to be begging her sisters to leave their factions to like join her and like hang out. And there's gonna be like, nah, I want to hang out with Utami. Nah, Saki's my mom. And she's like, dude, the fuck, I'm your sister. I see. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I thought the the this um rumble was was okay. Uh, there was some. Oh. There was some good bits like Lady C eliminating Mirai and everybody was like oh my god uh, Saki and Mayu getting eliminated at the same time because of what they're up to um, Saki Kashima revivaling Raka and Rina I, I think by mistake and they were like dude what, why would you do that she, um, she did a double yeah yeah so there, there was some fun stuff but obviously like it, it's a Momokogo marking the fuck out for Gokigan death just like I did that was like so I was cute. yeah we were we were the same she's just the stars otaku you know what I mean I am too I get it uh oh yeah and yeah i was i was freaking out just like momo was and then she just got just destroyed by like four different people mm -hmm. and mariah pinder <laughs> very sad um the next match then was the power and tower rule tag match uh so this was himeka and micah beating amisore and saya in just under seven minutes micah eliminated saya over the top rope for the win so um Ida came out really sweaty for this one yeah, yeah, it was almost like she had just wrestled or something. Yeah. Um, she really did, looked like she was going through it. It did a game of chicken at one point, and I think that sums up this match entirely. Dude, so. the towers of power, bro. I know. Like Randy Savage, except it's not Randy Savage. It's two people Played on top a game of, each other. of chicken. So yeah, that, that too. Was, that well, I mean, it wasn't in the water; it was in the ring. So, like, you know, I also love that it was the bigger wrestlers getting on top of the small wrestlers. I thought that was like the best part, because <laughs> uh, Mike is like, "Yeah, I could fucking do this," and then like she just crumbles after a certain point. She's like, "I can't fucking do this, dude. <laughs> this is too hard." Um, and then ironically, uh, or not ironically, who was in the fucking promo? It doesn't matter. Micah beat Ida, uh, and I was like. That's not who I expected to win this. I mean, I guess since Utami's not in it, like, she couldn't win it. But I was not expecting uh, Micah to simply throw Saya out of the ring and win. Like, that was such a strange uh, win condition and a strange just way for things to go. But she did, uh, like, toss her over the top rope and completely crush Mariah and Lady C. Uh, so that was a good visual. Yeah, it looked kind of cool, um, and that was probably the best part of the match, because I think the match was amazing, because, I mean, they did obviously a few bits that were kind of cool, and then they did the game of chicken, um, but they didn't do a whole lot else, so it wasn't really that notable. I thought um, what they did was fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Okay, well, that that's good. I'm glad. Uh, the match after that, then, was the Cosmic Rules match. This went to a three-way, no contest after Unagi stole Mina's bra, and the referee was like, you can't be having that, and, and call the match off. Mm -hmm. Why did I have to watch this? Like, who... who Nobody forced you to do that. The... They did, though. I mean, they did. They did. 
Like, it what you was I meant to do? You could have like, turned on eyes? New Japan. You could have turned on New Japan. Why would I torture myself like that? That's my question. Anyway, um, this was this was trash. I never want to see it again. Like, don't don't do it, <laughs> please. I, I, I yeah, I don't I don't have the energy to uh, fight as the male feminist of this show. Um, but I will say I I thought it was a fun match that got a bit too much and then went to a no contest. That kind of sucked. Uh, I thought like the I thought most of the match, like the way they like laid it out and did it, I thought it was like a funny little thing that I expected them to do, and it made sense. Like, I get that it got too much. I understand that. I do not disagree, but I, I didn't find a problem with it personally until like the match ended in a no contest because of the because of the issue, like. I don't know why, like, that just didn't make sense to me. It's like, okay, then why did you do the spot? Uh, like, if that was the, if that's what happens when you do the spot, then why did you do the spot? That just doesn't Because they wanted any... people to be horny. That is literally yes. it. That, yes, that but why. I mean, it was so, like, the bikinis were enough. Like, I'll, I'll say that. Like, the bikinis were enough. Like, it could have, like, I don't know. I, I definitely, I personally think people get way too worked up about uh, like sexuality in wrestling, um, especially of this nature, because it wasn't in a uh, forceful manner. Uh, let's let's just say. But I do understand why it's like, oh, the entire finish is just fucking dumb and weird, and it turns people off. So I get that. Though so I I do think there's an underlying issue with Joshi wrestling fans. But that's that's the point. I thought the I thought the no contest really just like threw it all into, like, why the fuck is this happening? The next match was an I Quit match. Yep. Uh, Siri beat uh, Kurumi Hiragi in 11 and a half minutes uh, when Kurumi Hiragi gave up uh, when she was threatened with being thrown off the stage. Uh, Siri threw her spot. off the stage anyway because Siri is a heel, I guess. Like, that is literally no, she's John heel Cena. move. John Cena did that in every single I Quit match Cena, he ever won. John Cena was also a heel, so that makes sense. Yeah, uh, this this wasn't very good. Um, I Quit matches tend to be really bad most of the time, and this this was also bad. Uh, Karumi Hiragi is just back after a year-long injury, and she makes like old woman Nanai look like Manami Toyota. Like, this, this woman is very much still rusty. Like, oh, 100%. I I didn't have the like dislike for it that a lot of people did because I, I even saw like Xavier didn't like it like he actively like disliked it and I was like oh like you know I was busy arguing with people on Twitter about the Cosmic Angels match uh, to like fully get into like the beginning of it but like the second half of it at least I thought was like it was enjoyable I thought Kurumi like getting the spotlight but also kind of being allowed to be limited in her role because it is an I quit match. I thought that worked. I, I personally think I quit matches can be cool. And I thought this was like pretty cool. I didn't think it was great. I thought that like, if it was, if the crowd was hotter, if Kurumi was a bit further back into her recovery, um, yada, 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 I thought it would have been like a genuinely enjoyable, notable match. Uh, it wasn't that, but I thought it, it was aggressive enough to where I was like, Oh, that was, I, I had a fine time watching that type of thing. So you had a fine time. So yes. it was fine. 
it was i would say it was it was it was solid right but okay i was also busy arguing with people uh, on twitter why, so that's... why why did you pick the cosmic rules match as your thing to defend like i don't oh, understand i mean i've like we've had this argument like multiple times before it's not even just the cosmic games match uh it's just the entire concept of uh grab your models turn pro wrestlers like just as a in in theory uh it's just that that that's what i like i i have no i have no connection to this cosmic games match in fact uh i i said it that like that was the only match that kept this match this show from being a clean sheet because every other match i at least enjoyed enough to be like oh i enjoyed that i liked that and i gave it a mark but that's the only match that i was like ah, i didn't enjoy that enough to to even like note it so like I act like that was actually my least favorite match of the night, but I, I just personally get really annoyed uh, with, with the way that Joshi fans treat grab your models in wrestling and just anything of that sort in wrestling. I think it's kind of stupid, but that's just me. It's not the match itself. I thought the match was pretty meh. Like, like if people don't watch wrestling for, for sexual things, think they're allowed to not want that. Like if, for example, okay. But if, if people uh, no, don't no, watch on. wrestling let me, let for me, comedy things, then I think that's also stupid. Let me, let me give you this, okay? Sammy Guevara walked out on Dynamite, right? Yes. In, in black briefs and starts oiling up his chest or whatever. In a very sexual manner. People would also hate it. Because this is not I, okay. I, I might would disconnect it because I got worked up, uh, so I don't know what you said. But okay, right. go on. So if Sammy Guevara, right, walks out on Dynamite. Wearing very skimpy clothing and yes. starts oiling himself up in a very sexual yes. manager, not manager, um, manner. Manner. People would also dislike that, and I would dislike that. I find Sammy Guevara to be an attractive man, but I don't watch Dynamite see, I, to see. I Sammy wouldn't Guevara like. Be sexy. I wouldn't like that because I find Sammy Guevara like actively not attractive. That's why I wouldn't like that person. Yes, I don't see a problem with yeah. it. But there is a problem with it. There is a problem. I don't. I don't. Watch I also think to see. That. I also think if if they did this on dark elevation, I would not care. I, I think mean, if they if that, if AEW made a, made a fucking oh. if AEW made a brand for being just chaotic and just fucking have one of the best freelance wrestlers be fucking the Grim Reaper, mwahaha. Like if fucking have a random hardcore match with two of the best hardcore wrestlers, and my Sakurai, like, I don't care if six, seven, eight minutes of it was taken up by, oh, Mina has boobs. That's crazy. Like, I, I don't but, see no, the problem. The point that. is, some people don't want that sexual stuff in their wrestling, and that's that's okay. <laughs> like, you could go that's, other places That's okay. That. That's okay, but I also think it's, like, to be like, oh, I take precedent over this. I think this should not be in wrestling, and therefore... Get rid of it. I think that's the dumbest thing ever. Like, I, if it's the same thing with people that dislike deathmatches, it's like, fuck off. Like, yes, you can dislike deathmatches. Don't watch them. Fuck off. If people don't like comedy wrestling, fuck off. A style of wrestling is different than somebody I fucking If people don't like DDT, then fuck off. off. That's my point. Like, like, it's such a difference. There's a difference. There is, there is no difference between this and DDT. In fact, DDT does it way worse. People hate when DDT do that. People hate pheromones. Because they don't want to see lads having their faces yeah, at each other's and holes. I watch, like, and I watch DDT, and I skip that. 
Easy. Done. Yeah, but like people it's... also wanted gone from DDT, much like they wanted it gone from Stardom. Like they I don't, don't want. I don't think that's. Wrestling. But I don't think that's necessary because it's for somebody. Some people enjoy the pheromones. Who the hell is I personally there? don't. Laughing the but... whole off at Danshko Dino shoving his balls in people's face. Come on. No, you know what? You know what? Okay, not Dino, but Yuki Ino, I fucking liked his match with Mao. I thought his match with Mao was fucking hilarious because Mao worked it off it really, really well. But just in general, yeah, I think it's kind of it's it's uh over like it's a gimmick that just doesn't have any uh cadence to it. I thought that that <laughs> I think that Mina and Unaki have way more cadence to their like sexuality in their gimmicks i think that i think it makes way more sense in that case than it does in yuki Ino just deciding that he wants to be sexy now like i think this makes way more sense but do i like act like do i think that pheromones should no longer exist and anybody who likes it is dumb no i think that like if you like it then like it i'll, I'll just skip the match for that's, it that's like, so dumb like if, if you want to watch that there's better places like i don't understand like what are you doing here if you want to watch that's... a stand-up comedy show there's better places if you want to watch if you want to get something funny there's easy places to find something funny if you want to get something that's sad there's easier places to get something sad if you want to find something that stimulates any emotion in your body you can find it in better places than wrestling I feel like but, being horny and laughing at something are two very different things. That... They're really not. That's the crazy thing. They're just not. Right. Okay, this is that is they are completely different. All right, emotions are completely different to to a physical. Okay, reaction. yes. All. What are you... wait, 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 wait? I don't think you understand the like. It it doesn't matter. I I we're on completely different wavelengths on this, and that's fine. I just personally believe that. I just don't like, know why you pick this as your battle to fight, uh, where you're like, oh, like Jim Cornette hates comedy wrestling, so you're like Jim Cornette because you don't want women stripping in wrestling, and it's like that is that is not what the fuck are we doing here? Like, what's no? What's I the purpose the the reason the reason why I I uh, call on the name of the of the real Grim Reaper of pro wrestling um, is because it's like it's the tone. It's all, and that's that's. That's where I get a lot of my frustration with people. It's not even in what they say. It's in the tone. Because, uh, like, and, and I love Jordan. Don't get me wrong. Jordan's, Jordan's my guy. I, I like him a lot. I'm sure he's listening. Shout out to you. But, like, uh, he said something along the lines of, this isn't wrestling. And I was like, that's stupid, because it is wrestling. It's not. Like that, it actively is. They are trying to win a match. They are trying to win a match, and it involves this. They're stripped in the ring. That's not pro wrestling. That's not moves. That's not attempting a pin. It is moves. You 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 are looking at like a second of a match that happened that had a match around it. She did a spot and then continued the match and then she did a spot and then continued. The most offensive thing that was not wrestling was that ended in a fucking no contest because that is completely undermining the fact of like why like of the wrestling match. The wrestling match itself, it made sense. It was weird. I allow people to not enjoy it or find it like, like, oh, this is what I want on my wrestling. But it was wrestling, and it like was not this like thing that like is so foreign that oh my god, it's like who cares? People who don't want to see women eye fucking the camera it is who cares. Like, then find a new interest. <laughs> <laughs> like or find a new company, dude. Watch New so, Japan. Ain't nobody so eye fucking the camera there, except like, for Miho Abe. I guess that is. That. It's just, I don't she know. just eye fucks Tai Chi. It's fine. Um, 
don't understand why this is your battle. You got me. You got me worked up at, on three hours of sleep about this, because I can talk. How is this your battle that you've picked to to fight for? I don't get it. Like, can you not just accept that, like, people just are not going to want this because there should be a clear separation here, and it's not because they grab your idols. A clear separate. Wait, a, a clear separation of what? sexual stuff the sexual content clearly ex like sexually wrestling is content. so gay alex wrestling is so just inherently gay and that's not an insult i i think it's great i think that's i think that makes it better but we cannot act like this like that wrestling is like inherently the least sexual thing on the earth like come on it is in fact like it's 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 one of the most it's one of the most <laughs> like it is I, I don't know. I think I think that I find this like this is my hill to die on, yeah, and I think it like people could find it stupid and I completely understand. If you disagree with me, cool. I, I you have a right to your opinion and I'm not gonna get mad at you for it. But I just think that the way that people treat things they don't enjoy in their wrestling is really dumb sometimes and i think that the way that they talk about it and the way that they address it is is really whiny and bitchy and just completely lacks the context of oh wrestling is a variety show that has a bunch of different bullshit in it and some of the bullshit is fucking weird and dumb and most people don't like it but it's there and it's there for seven minutes of a two and a half hour show get over it that that's my take but i i get if i get why people don't like it. i'm not that dumb i'm i'm dumb but I'm not that dumb. I get why people don't like it. But I think that like this trying to find a reason why it shouldn't happen is I can't say that word. Is really dumb. Shouldn't happen though. That's that's your take. It shouldn't happen. I'm correct. That's your take. I'm you're, it you're just happen. not. Keep it to the photo books. Like are the photo books not enough for this? If people want that? I see, like this this is this is what I mean. Like this is a seven-minute match. I, I don't know how long it went. Do you, do you have the card up? How long did this match go? Uh, it went minutes. How many? Ten. Ten? Okay. Ten minutes of a two-and-a-half-hour show. We could, You could just never think about that ten minutes ever again. Easy. You're the one who brought it back up. That's the crazy thing. Because I'm just so. I didn't even. I wasn't I'm even. I wasn't so even gonna like confused. go on my tirade about it. I'm just so confused by why you've made this your thing. Like, I feel like you're making this your thing to make a point about something completely different. And I'm just like, you don't have I'm to not. connect the two because they they can be different. I'm not that smart, Alex. I'm not that smart. <laughs> I, well, I don't know about that. Um. Anyway, right. Fine. Just. I hope that never happens again. Um. The next match was an anyway Frawls four-way match. It was Azumi beating Koguma, Tam Nakano, and Momo Anabe. Uh, this lasted just under 16 minutes, and Azumi got the win. Uh, I honestly didn't even think <laughs> she won, because it, I mean, uh, it yeah. doesn't matter who wins and loses this kind of match. Um, Azumi fucking suplexed Koguma through a wall, dude. Yeah, honestly amazing. <laughs> um, this good match. I'm sure you you love this match, so I'm I I'm just gonna let you let you do it because uh, I I won't do it justice. So the intro was uh we will rock you like a a, a remix of it a really good one actually I enjoyed it a lot and I was getting hyped for it. Uh, it like went off the rails like the second it got into the ring. Uh, 
and then you realize that it's going to be Azumi and Momo and Tam, Tam and Kogamo. Those are the people who are diverging off. Tam and Kogamo go into one of the two bouncy castles uh, in the in the arena. We didn't even mention that. There are bouncy castles there. Um, into the the more uh, closed off one, and they like do a <laughs> they do a high speed roll up spot in the in the bouncy castle, and then we're taken away from them for a bit. Uh, and we go over to Azumi and Momo. And Azumi finds a bunch of plates of food that turns out are all for Momo. <laughs> and she just steals them and brings them to the ring uh, to lure Momo to the ring. I don't, I don't, I didn't get that part. I thought that was really funny though. That it's like, oh, is this all, is this a way to type food? And they're like, nah, this is, this is just Momo's. <laughs> this is all for Momo. Uh, she likes rice, and I was like, okay, man, okay. Um, and yeah, just a bunch of shit happened from there. Kokuma and Tam changed clothes yes. in the in the bounce house, <laughs> and I was like, how many costume changes are on this show? <laughs> um, at least they had something to change into in this one, obviously, but like, they've, oh my god, they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, that was that was that was a joke I wrote like on the day, and I found that really funny. I had to throw it in there. Um, and yeah, they ended up going up the ramp. Koguma gets thrown back down the ramp. She does the the backwards roll like Mayu does all the way down the ramp. Uh, at one point, they all had a dog pile outside of the ring, and Azumi just fucking stomped on as many of them as possible. Like she like diving stomped into them, like into the pool. I guess like it was just. Okay, and then we get into the slide. Uh, the slide bounce house. Azumi and Momo go up the, sl- up the, the fucking ladder, the slide, and Azumi locks Momo in a figure four and slides down the slide in the figure four and keeps it on at the bottom of the slide. And that prompts Koguma and Tam to do bear poses and also slide and... Die, like not dive but just like slide and like crash into the figure four because i love that um after like it takes her a while to get up there but koguma fucking dives off of like the top of the inflatable uh like the like tip top. like she got onto like a fucking like walkway got down onto the very top where you're not supposed to be of the inflatable tried to jump off of it and just got no air and just just fucking bounced just bounced down just slid down it and then everybody sold it and it and mayu just laughed and said she just ate shit uh something along those lines obviously not that exact verbiage uh and then azumi and kogma break away from the pack they go over to a to a very conveniently placed wall uh that turns out to be a breakaway wall similar to uh what kurt angle versus uh versus shane mcmahon wasn't Back back in the day, uh, yeah, Azumi suplexed Koguma through the breakaway wall and won the match. This shit was hard to follow, uh, but I adored it. Like if I like I spaced out for fifteen seconds every once in a while, and I just completely lost what we were doing because uh, it was just so quick and everything was happening so fast, and they were just fucking psychotic. So I loved this a lot, uh, and I I I just enjoyed it a lot. Azumi and Kogamaru are so good at everything. This was great. 
Um, yeah. More more of this, less less I quit matters. Shut up! See, you are the one who keeps bringing it up. You are the one who keeps bringing it up. That's the crazy thing. That's the wild thing. That is the wild thing. I mentioned the I quit I didn't. match. You I don't, don't listen to you. I don't. That's true. I, we've you discussed this before. My bad. Dumbass. <laughs> I said I quit match. Oh my god. I thought the I quit match was a good time. Why? Why? <laughs> I can't believe we're going to fall out over a Cosmic Rules match. I swear to god. Oh, not, not <laughs> over. I, was like, I think it's just over this show. Because like, this show like made me feel things I haven't felt in a Not that. Not in that way. Don't be fucking gross. It made me feel things I haven't felt in a long time. <laughs> uh, just because it, it, it was great. It was a great show. Oh my god. Oh my god. Anyway, more of this, less I quit matches, less of the other stuff. Um, Pussy. Excuse me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I crack myself up sometimes. You're the only one you crack up, believe me. I know. Anyway, the next match was a hardcore match. It was Suzu Suzuki and Risa Sarah beating Mai Sakurai and Julia. Um, Suzu pinned my Sakurai in just over 20 minutes. Um, this was plunder, basically, uh, as you might imagine from, from Suzuki and Risa Sarah. It was a little bit more than I expected Stardom to ever do. Like, they had the, 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 you know, board with forks on it. They had the kendo stick. They had, uh, we had the feckin' tiles again. <laughs> Where does she keep Why? getting these tiles? Um, like, who told her to use tiles? That's the crazy thing. Like, I have barely the ever seen them of the match because they don't yeah. work. They don't cooperate with anything. Um, they look cool like once and then like they're just lame. Uh, like once in the entire match, it's like, oh, that was, you know. And I think it was Risa did a double foot stomp uh, with tiles. Like Julia would, had tiles on her on her chest and did yeah. a foot stomp. That looked cool. Other than that, it was just lame. Um, but despite that, this is probably my favorite match of the night. Um, I I enjoyed this a lot. So and I know that would be a shock to the people who uh know me and my adoration for the chaos of Azumi and Koguma uh, gimmick matches. So this, this is probably a shock, but I thought this was really well done. Uh probably one of the if not probably like just the best hardcore match storms ever done that I've seen at least. Uh in terms of just the way it flowed and the way that they kind of presented it. Uh mainly because they had two deathmatch wrestlers in it and not stardom wrestlers who never get to do plunder ever uh so i I think that probably added to it but my soccer i really showed out here uh i think my soccer i should just be a deathmatch wrestler i'm gonna be honest i think that would be way fun Um, way more fun than than everything else that she's doing i don't know about that one but you know maybe dude she was down she was down for these fucking spots she was but i'm sure um Stardom would be like, no, you're not, you're not, you're not doing that. Um, okay, you're bringing practicality into this. I don't care. <laughs> I just want her to join prominence and do hardcore matches. Oh like the, that, that's that's what I want. Dude, prominence is gonna just be Stardom within like eight months. Like, come on. Yeah. At the yeah. rate they're going, just like I don't know. Um, no, they're just gonna change in showcase to uh, the prominence produce show every couple months, mm-hmm. and it'll just be like a bunch of hardcore matches with Stardom wrestlers. Well. Uh, let me let me expand on that because um the in the post match comments uh Suzu and Risa Sarah did kind of say hey like let us do death matches and sell tickets so 
they did seem to indicate that they wanted to do one in in the post match stuff, which is something that they've previously said. Like we're they not say, doing it. They specifically said death matches, like yes, a death match. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Ooh. Um, which like, is something that a... they've previously said we're not yeah. we're not really doing, but this time they said, like, you know, let us bring our style to to stardom. And then I I'm trying to find this. Rossi said something. Um, he said he's the wrestling observer, best booker and promoter of the year, brother. Um, yeah, so he kind of said that at the start of the showcase stuff, he wants to pay tribute to to the you know familiarity of of prominence within the hardcore world or something like that. So he seems open to doing more hardcore stuff on the showcase brand, and uh, the prominence crew have now said, "Let us do a deathmatch here to basically sell tickets." So imagine eventually there's going to be a match on one of these showcase events that pushes the boat a little bit more probably involving prominence um so that's maybe something to just keep out for because even this match was far beyond anything i thought stardom would do as far as a, a even just a plunder match goes um and and yeah and relatively it was like in terms of like death batch it was relatively tame but it was way more than you would expect yeah, like this wasn't so. like insane or anything, you know. Like Dash Sacco has a match like this at least once every couple of months, you know, where she yeah. she does hardcore. But even then, I didn't expect Stardom to to recreate that. So definitely something to pay attention to is just that you know, prominence have gone from you know, oh, we'll play by Stardom's rules, we don't need our hardcore stuff to let us do hardcore. <laughs> so <laughs> something to something to pay attention to anyway. And I, I did enjoy that match. Uh, plunder matches sometimes are not very good uh, to me, but the, this one this one was pretty strong. Um, this is the second tag team hardcore match of Risa Sarah and Suzuki's that I've like nearly put in my top ten of the. the not, uh, this wasn't nearly in my top ten. Let me take that back. But uh, that I've gotten like high scores it's this one because it was just genuinely good and it was this it was against the brief sisters in wave because it was so bad that was the most funny thing i've ever seen um so they have range they have range of course of course um speaking of range we are on to our main event oh we didn't even talk about like the spots in the match don't have to do that everybody listening has watched the match okay that's true I do want to say they've really missed on the opportunity to do the leaning tower of uh, LCO spot with yes. the big fucking rig thing they had. Like that would have been so cool, but you know, I guess Mima Shimoda's in in New Japan, not Stardom. She is. Um, the main event of the show though was a three-way coffin match. Uh, this was the Grim Reaper versus Sai Kamatani and Starlight Kid. Uh, the Grim Reaper won in 13 minutes when uh, she trapped both Kid and Kamatani into a coffin. Uh, the Grim Reaper was unmasked uh, just about a minute into the match to reveal you, uh, one half of the not me, you. One half of the Sendai Girls Tag Team Champions, uh, Pro Wrestling Eve uh, roster member, former Princess of Princess Champion. I believe you is the first former Princess of Princess Champion to appear in stardom. Um, Dude, I forgot she was Princess of Princess Champion. Yeah, she, she was part of that um, pre-kind of boom thing. She left in like 2018, so, you know, yeah. obviously a lot of people didn't even know TJ, but it was a thing then. Um yeah, she she was unveiled as the the Reaper, and she had a, a standard match here with these two. 
Uh, I don't want to say it was like amazing. Um, obviously, I mean, you would have better singles matches with both of them, but obviously, yeah. you know, they didn't want to give too much away, and they, they just kind of all did the job. They made you look like a a, a monster, pretty much. They she had a lot of oh, very yeah. good power showcases. Um, so, you know, they did a good job of establishing her. Yeah. Uh, I wonder. I'm. I don't think they like. I wonder how far in advance this was planned, because. It was clearly not you in the suit killing Rossi multiple times. No. And Saya and Kid. But also, after the show, it was revealed that there is another Grim Reaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe that was the. Maybe this was. Maybe you was just like the stand in for this one. But uh, yeah, everybody thought it was Nanai at first because like, there was colorful gear uh, that was peeking out of the costume. But I was like, I don't know. I don't think that's Nanai. I was like, is that like. But I was like, oh, it's too big to be Kaho. Because, uh, like, her gear kind of reminded me of uh, Kobayashi's. Mm. And I was like, I, I don't know. And then it ended up being you. And I was just like, <clears throat> you, who I have, like, character, I have I have personal testimony as one of the, like, nicest people in wrestling. Yes. <laughs> just murdering Rossi four times in a row for fun and just tormenting that. Like, that's just so funny. Like, that's the funniest possible outcome. Also, there was a power showcase earlier in the show, and you was also booked for the show, but not in the power showcase match, and rather as the Grim Reaper. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's great. Uh, I think the most notable spot of this match was Saya and Kid throwing you outside of the ring, and her just bumping on a coffin and it completely breaking, yes. like just shattering. And I was like, I imagine that was supposed to happen, but that was the coolest visual I have seen in a coffin match ever. Um, like just like, and like she even posted like a picture of of like her like fucking cradled on the ground, like dead uh, above the casket, and uh, Goku in fucking Dragon Ball, like just having a crater in the ground. I was like, that's perfect. Like that was like one of the best visuals in like ever for casket matches. Like that was great. Uh, and then you just ended up beating them. And in the in the best way to end the night, you grabbed the rope that was like to take out the coffin and just dragged it by herself out of the arena. That with two did. people in it. And like it looked like it weighed a lot. Cause like it took like six people to drag it out. You know, like two refs, four of the girl like it, it was it was heavy. And she just fucking was like yeah, I got this fucking G right there. And uh, after she was done with that, a video pops up on the screen with uh, Rossi seemingly waking up from a dream or something. Um, he died. Again. The the uh, there's a Reaper standing before him, and he yes. he says something, and the Reaper unmasks, so he sees the Reaper. We don't because the the Reaper's back is to the camera. Um, Opposite dramatic irony. And he says something along the lines of, "I never thought you would." return to terrorize stardom what's going to happen to stardom now so this isn't the only so there's obviously more than one reaper um you after the match in her post-match comments was like you know i I want to invade stardom again you know we want to keep you know coming after stardom so this is clearly a thing where there's a group want to invade stardom and the figurehead or whatever used to appear in stardom 
Um, so there's a few candidates for it. Um, I think Natsu Samire is somebody who could, yeah. could be it. She, uh, she's she's the one for me. Like she's the yeah. one I'm really like she's back wrestling. Um, she, you know, if they keep her exclusive to the showcase stuff, then I'm sure she won't mind because she can still do nomads. Um, and I mean, you is in nomad. She's not. Yeah, like one I was. Of the I was kind members, of thinking that is... like it could be a nomads yeah. thing, you know, where a couple of freelancers like terrorize stardom or something. Um, and it would make sense because it's clearly if he's saying, "Oh, I didn't think you'd terrorize stardom again," it's clearly somebody who was a heel. So it would be somebody yeah. from Oedo Tai or you know the Kim- Kimura Monster Army kind of era. Um, and really, there's very few people from that. He actually just hates Io Shirai. Like he just thinks Io Shirai <laughs> killed the company. <laughs> imagine uh, she did terrorize it. To be fair, yeah, yeah <laughs> um, she did. But um, Natsu is somebody. Uh, I think Shahiro Hashimoto could be it, because um, obviously she would have appeared in Stardom a few years ago, back when you know Miko was world champion, and there was a bit of crossover with Sendai. So maybe she wants a second go of it, and obviously her and you are tag team partners. Um, Io Shirai was always a long shot, and now it doesn't seem like she's going to do it. I imagine Triple H will convince her to stick around. So could be somebody else, you know. It could be. I don't know. Act maybe. <laughs> Jeez, imagine it was act. Um, no, it's, imagine if it was Ram, uh, and he's talking about return, as in like three weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> oh, you returned from New Blood Three. <laughs> Ram is not tall oh, enough to man. choke them out. Stop it. I know, I know, and she has a match like in Stardom in like a couple weeks. So like, obviously that's not it. But I would just find that funny. Um, no, I think it probably is not to. Uh, everybody wants to be Hash. I want it to be Hash, obviously. I think Team 200 KG uh, being in stardom, doing anything ever would be super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I imagine it's it's probably a Nomad uh, more than yeah. it's someone like, like a Sendai girl. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely Natsu Samire kind of makes a lot of sense. Um, and hey, if that means Natsu's back, that means Natsu's back, bro. Yeah. Um, I had I had briefly thought it might be like Martina, but I I doubt they'd. I, I kind of don't spot. think that's how that works. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she definitely wouldn't get that kind of uh, reintroduction. Um, maybe it would be Jamie Hayter, possibly. That would be fun. She uh, loves I've been begging for honestly, you would hate her. Such a fuck that that's just like the stupidest tag team. That would be the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like that just sounds really dope. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I doubt it's Jamie. Um, I imagine it probably is Natsu, like just yeah. forehead. Because um, Jamie is busy doing stuff, uh, unfortunately. Fucking dentist. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think you and you and Natsu could do some cool stuff. I imagine they get unveiled. You know, we didn't talk about Natsuko uh, is like more <laughs> more focused on coming back now than she's ever been because she wants to beat the shit out of you. So I wouldn't be surprised if, and this is just like my kind of fantasy booking here, if the next Starman Showcase show is Natsuko returns tagging with Kid against you and Grim Reaper 2. Mm. Uh, I-, I could see that being the, the big main event for the next show if they want to keep doing this Grim Reaper be the headline of the show thing, um, which I'm cool with, but uh, that's kind of what I see. And think about Natsuko and fucking Natsu facing off like that would be kind of like a, a thing because 
Natsu was the last, the last one of the old era. Oh yeah, interesting. Hmm. She was she was the only person who crossed over into Natsuko's era, and then she yeah. left. What an abrupt, weird exit she had. But um, yeah, she got injured. Yeah, she that's didn't feel true. Like coming back. Um, but yeah, I mean the 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 Natsu is I think a good shout. Um, she was kind of my my go to. Um, Hashimoto is definitely a possibility. I mean, Stardom has had a low a lot of people come through the doors, but it is that kind of terrorized Stardom verbiage that makes you think, oh well, it's obviously somebody who was who was a heel, you know, um, and that's kind of a, a narrowed down list in in a lot of ways. But we'll obviously have to wait and see there, and that that's kind of an exciting thing because if that does bleed over to the normal shows, then you know you might have you kind of in big matches and she's obviously been really good this year so I, I wouldn't be too opposed to that um that closed out stardom and showcase uh quite an interesting show uh enjoy that it's it's the first kind of enjoy the brand i didn't think this was the best execution of it there was some stuff that i would definitely cut off but you know they're gonna they're gonna rework it obviously you know like i wouldn't if, if for volume two like i wouldn't do the rumble i don't think rumbles are all that good anyway um, obviously wouldn't do the cosmic. Eh, it's match. easy. I wouldn't. I, do I, think, I think the rumble is the one thing. I think the the rumble is the one thing that they'll probably keep for each of the shows because it just yeah. gets people on. Well, you know, I I, I don't see an issue with it even. I guess, but I don't know. They're 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 never like amazing. Um, but definitely, I would lean more into like the the falls game to anywhere thing if I was doing doing the next one. Uh, they have announced the second uh Stardom and Showcase too. The volume two is. The September 25th show at the Bell South Akadana Baba. So that would explain why that show only has one GP match. So I, f- I feel like that's pretty smart because you're gonna either sell tickets based on the showcase thing or you're gonna have some, you know, potentially rescheduled GP matches on that show as well as the volume two. So you're there kind of guaranteeing that that show sells tickets which i think is really smart when when the more you think about it so um a good placement there of volume two and you know hopefully we keep, we get some more for from this uh grim reaper storyline at that show yeah uh i thought the show was great i i personally enjoyed it a lot uh we didn't even talk about it the last match had a uh a fucking saw sample like they they, oh, they used the sauce. Beast. Yeah, that was like the coolest shit ever. Um, I thought the DJ really killed it. I personally like in terms of like enjoyment. This is one of my favorite shows of the year, just because I got to watch it with my buds. Uh, we were just shit posting, talking about all the fucking chaos, and it was like you know, it was chaos, and it was it was fun in that way. Uh, and I, I need that from wrestling more often. Uh, personally, just because I I enjoy that. I enjoy the the bullshit chaos of it all. Um, the variety show of it all, if you will. So I, I personally love the show, but I definitely get where it's like, okay, there's things to improve on to make the next one better and the next one better and the next one better. So, uh, and the number one thing is getting out of Nagoya because what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, this, this Nagoya really not doing it. Um, no. Speaking of Nagoya though, Stardom was back there the next day for July 24th. Stardom Midsummer Champions 2022 in Nagoya. This is our second show to review. Um, this did 1,064 fans, which is apparently a sellout. So they um, sold the maximum yeah. capacity, which is pretty strong. 
the opener was Hanan and Sai. Oh, I don't think we mentioned this. Um, did we get to mention this last week? No, no. Everybody's everybody's gone. <laughs> yeah, so these two shows got like changed drastically because on the Friday, uh, Utami, Natsupoi, Akane Fujita, Mochi, Natsumi, and Wakaskiyama were all pulled from, from the shows. So things got really uh, changed around a lot. They had to bring Rina Amakura and Hikari Shimizu in just to fill out the card for, for day two. Uh, Suzu versus Saida got taken off. A lot of changes that had to happen. Uh, Waka's injury is obviously bad enough that she she's still gone, so that's not great. Um, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure three of the others were just kind of precautionary. Akane Fujita had announced like, like 24 hours before stardom or something yeah she she said it like a day before stardom that she was hurt and everybody was like are, are they gonna like announce something for for fujita mm-hmm. and then obviously they did it all at once so this card ended up being changed a lot so our opener ended up being anan and saida going to a 10 minute draw with rina amikura and my sakurai i'm gonna be honest i skipped this one because was... I, I had to, because be the show started at midnight, which it oh, never wow. starts that early for me. So I was like, I like I was in the shower at like twelve fifteen, and I saw Scott on Twitter being like, "Oh, that match was good." And I was like, "What the fuck do you mean that match? <laughs> what are you talking about?" Uh, and so like I was I was late for the show. I was like an hour late. Um, so I had to go back and watch the first few matches, and I ended up just not watching this one because I I just it was a ten minute draw, and it it just didn't look that appetizing yeah it was actually i i honestly would go as far as saying it was a bad match um oh wow like i don't know if it's because wrestlers are so used to maybe practicing the matches in the dojo together um but you could clearly tell that the late change to the lineup just completely threw some of them off like my sakurai and rena amakura did not work together well at all. Like they, there was parts where Mai just kind of forgot that she was meant to be involved, um, and you know, like Ida on her own isn't really good enough to keep it together. So this, this was kind of a poor match. Like, and I do think it's because it got changed very late, and Mai obviously had to work with Rina, who she's she's never teamed with before. Um, but yeah, this this is a real letdown. Yeah, I mean, you know, I. Uh... In comparison to the original card, like Ida versus Suzu, um, which I was kind of upset they booked, but now I'm kind of upset that they couldn't do it. Uh, I, I, I think this definitely was was probably underwhelming. Yeah. Um, the match after that then was Momokogo and Mayu Uitani beating Fukigen Death and Raka. Uh, Mayu pinned Raka in just under five minutes. Um, this was. I like the tag team of Momokogo and Mayu. Uh, this match wasn't yes. very like remarkable, but I like yeah. the tag team. Uh, this this was like house show fodder again, um, yeah, but you yeah. know Mayu and Momo should be a fun tag league team. I'm assuming. Yeah, I enjoy them together. Um, the match after that then was the high speed championship match. This was Azami defending against Arena. Uh, uh, Azami won in I... just under just over eight minutes. Um, I, I can't believe I missed this the first time I watched. Yeah, uh, this th- this was okay. I mean, I don't want to criticize too much because rena is a child this is her first time ever wrestling this style uh but there was definitely moments where she couldn't keep up with azami you know where azami was yeah. clearly ahead of her 
Um, and that's going to happen, you know, because even Rina doesn't wrestle a very high paced style. You know, you you know she yeah. does a lot of beal throws and and the judo stuff, obviously. So, you know, for an adjustment, this was pretty solid. And obviously, Azami is going to always be good. But there was, you know, there was definitely a big gap between them when things got high speed. Like when it was actually high speed, you could clearly see Rina kind of getting left behind. Yeah, this was definitely Azumi's worst defense. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll say that first. There were a few botches. That I thought, like, Rina just, Rina has taken the Azumi Sushi at least, like, 700 times. Uh, that's hyperbolic, obviously. I'm not an idiot. Um, but she just couldn't, she just couldn't take it in this match. She just mm -hmm. forgot what the Azumi Sushi was. For somehow. I don't know how. Um, maybe it was like a, you know, like a kayfabe, like, oh, she, she, you know, is dodging it. She just fucking rolls the other way, forehead. Because, you know, that that's how flash pins work. But I thought that the approach to it was interesting. Because I think that, like, the idea of Rina knowing enough about high-speed wrestling to be able to, like, counter Azumi's high-speed stuff effectively and not have to speed the match up herself, I mean, that's a, that's a smart strat, you know? Like, I mean, like, it's interesting. It's a unique thing. I'm not thing. sure that's it what happened. Because... <laughs> Azumi still pinned her after. No, her, so. well, yes, yes, obviously. <laughs> she she wasn't no, 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 no. right. No, I'm not talking about the Azumi Sushi. All I'm right, talking okay. about the match in general. Yeah, not that, not that. That's <laughs> completely different. Okay. I, uh, yeah. Sorry, I, I should have separated the thoughts. But uh, no, like early on, because like uh, early on, Rina like runs at her and then like hits like a big boot and then they start doing a high speed stuff and then Rina just cuts her off immediately. And then Azumi starts speeding up again she cuts her off immediately. I was like, oh, that's that's cool. Like, I think that's that's a smart unique little thing because Rina's not going to be able to you know be the the person who ca ca who catches up with the zoomy right if starlight could couldn't couldn't get uh, starlight kid couldn't that's a starlight kid couldn't catch up god that's terrible to say um if not split couldn't catch up if momokogo obviously she's not the fastest but if she couldn't catch up tecla couldn't catch up then obviously Rina's not gonna be able to catch up so her just cutting her off and just being like calculated reading all of Azumi's movements uh i thought that was smart that was cool um, obviously, it did suffer because Rena couldn't keep pace, really. But I thought there, it, it made for like a different, unique match type of thing. Um, what I liked was the finish, uh, and obviously, I'm the nerd here. But I, I like Azumi won with what I call the five star clutch. Um, it's like Yo's been using it for years. It's the, uh, it's the five star clutch. I don't know how to fucking. But on commentary, they called it something different. I was like, oh, I wonder what, what that's called. Because like, Azumi's used it in the past, so I, I just never knew what she called it personally. So I, I checked the, the page, and it's called Rebellion Clutch. And then I checked Azumi's post-match promo, and she, I realized that she hasn't used that move as a finisher since she was 16. So the entire build of this match was that Rina is the new era Azumi. You know, she's the she's she's the one going through the rebellious phase. She's the one doing all this stuff that Azumi used to do. And Azumi beat her with the move she used to beat Ruaka when she was twelve with. Uh and I thought it was a cute little little thing, the you know, the rebel clutch to use on the rebellious child of, of stardom. I think that was a cute a cute little pass the torch type of moment. Um, even though the match was a bit lackluster. I still thought it was decent though. That was a lot of words to say this was fine. Yeah, well, sorry that I want to get over the story, and I, 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 I appreciate passing the tor torch to the new little brat of the roster. God. Yeah, I mean, totally didn't know that wasn't allowed. Yeah, listen, you can't be headcanoning for, for Arena. Like, I'm not. not she said it in the goddamn promo. 
I don't. I don't think so. I don't agree. You're okay. You're just gaslighting me at this point. You're, you're just like, like this is this is ridiculous. I I don't think so, nigga. I've listened to the fucking promo. <laughs> You dropped, you dropped the end bomb. Oh wow! Leave that. You're allowed to say uh, it. You're. <laughs> I know, but I don't. I don't. I don't like say it on air. I don't want to make people uncomfortable. I see. Okay. I will. I will attempt to, but I. I edit very badly, so probably okay. not. Anyway, um, the next match on Just the show. Fine. Um, did Azmi get a challenger? I don't think so. No. No, they didn't set anything up. Okay. Um, so the next match on the show was a three-way captain's fall tag match. Uh, this was Suzu Suzuki, Karumi Hiragi, and Risa Sera of prominence beating Hikari Shimizu, Unagi Sayaka, and Minisha Hirakawa, and the team of Lady C, Yu Amasaki, and Hina. Um, Suzu pinned Mina at the 12-minute mark after uh, Lady C had already been eliminated to get the win for prominence. So, yeah. Largely, this was just a build to a, a prominence versus Cosmic Angels tag, I guess, because they were going at it after the match. Um, Unagi and Risa Sarah went at it, and I'm, are they in the same block? Yeah, Unagi okay. and Risa Sarah, yeah. Oh, and Suzu and Mina are as well, so I guess they were kind of building yes. up to the block matches, but uh, they were definitely doing a lot of like Cosmic Angels versus prominence kind of stuff, because um, Queen's Quest was eliminated after like four minutes, because they're all rookies so they were, they were yeah like, I, never gonna survive. i sat down on my computer uh at the start of this match and like i was like getting myself already and by the time i was like i started watching it queen's quest was gone uh, so they they just were like immediately afterthoughts scott did bring up the point that this is like the first queen's quest trio that didn't feature momo utami azumi or uh saya um in like three years because like queen's quest has always been very tight-knit and this is the first time they have members that are not those four uh, since, like, B. Priestley and Chardonnay. So <laughs> that's a pretty cool statistic. I see. Well, um, sure. All right. Um, At least this one's better than B. Priestley, Chardonnay, and Konami trying to carry their asses. Are we sure? I think so. I don't know about that. I um, think, I think, well, I mean... Ah, it's hard. That's hard. To be fair, they only wrestled for four minutes. <laughs> well, yeah, so, I, I really saw what they did. Yeah. But. Um, I don't know. I mean, this was obviously going to be prominence winning as soon as Suzu was put into it. Like they were, they were going to dog walk it. Yeah. So it was. I don't know. It was all right. Um, the match after that then was the Artists of Stardom Championship match. Uh, Watanabe, Starlight Kid, and Saki Kashima beat the Donald Del Mondo team of Hameka, Micah, and Julia. Uh, Saki rolled up Julia with the revival in under 13 minutes. This was really short. Um, they left. This was. They left so much on the table here. I almost thought they were going to do a rematch because, like, we got bits of Kid Julia, Micah, Momo, uh, even Momo Himeka, like the really good pairings, and the Saki and Julia finishing stretch. Like, we got bits of all I that. I will mention. But they left so they... much. They didn't do a single second of Julia Momo, which was what, like, most people were looking forward yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, this was really uh, weird. Funny. Like, yeah, I, this was, I, I hazard to say, outside of the draws between Cosmic Angels and My Himmy Boy, probably the worst artist match in, like, a long time. Uh, hmm. I mean, like, the artist matches have been pretty decent outside of, you know, those 30-minute draws that they threw in there. Uh, but, like, it's been quite a while since I've seen an artist match that I enjoyed less than this 
Yeah, because this just kind of stopped when they usually yeah. start getting great. So it was really weird. Um, and I would have expected that they maybe set up a rematch, but after the afterwards, uh, Kid was just like, "Yeah, like Julia's lost twice now, so she's kind of she, she's kind of screwed." So I guess they're not gonna challenge again, which makes this just even weirder to to do such a short match. But um, what we got was fun, but they definitely just like they, these two teams could easily have a four plus star match, and they just didn't. So you know, it was kind of disappointing. Yeah, I. I... I pretty much just disagree, or I pretty much agree. I've been dis- I've been disagreeing with you so much today that I I just default to that right now. Um, no, I I agree totally. I thought this was like just really weak. Um, probably the weakest match. Not the. I think for what I expected, this was the weakest match on the card. Obviously, that I watched at least, because uh, I didn't really expect a lot out of the the earlier matches. I expected a bit more out of this one, so I was disappointed more in this one. Uh, so this is the most notable. Like, oh, this one was. Uh, type of thing yeah no that's fair um i think my least favorite match was this next one as the goddess of stardom champion really oh dude i swear (laughs) wow hazuki and koga i like this defended the belts against uh amisore and mirai Uh, hazuki pinned amisore in just under 19 minutes with the hazuki straw um listen I I know that I myself said, hey, maybe Mariah can challenge for the tag belts with Ami. That would be a fun thing for her to do. Uh, on paper, they are a fun team. In theory, or in practicality, they are like the wrestling version of a sleeping tablet. They are just so... There's they're just, the Kyokos. There's no intriguing stuff when they're on offense. Like, there's nothing there. They're barely even a team. Like, they just do their shit. And I'm like, what is this? And then, like, FWC yeah, barely get to do anything. And they're the most exciting team, but they barely got to do anything. And then, I mean, the finishing stretch was, was pretty good. I will give them that. Hazuki and Ami. I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, Hazuki and Ami were pretty good down the stretch. But, like, for 15-odd minutes, this was just eyes glazing over. Like, I've, I have no idea, man. They just How long did this match go? 19 minutes. Yeah, it's, that's a bit long. Yeah, like, um, I don't know. Just yeah. Ami and Mirai don't do anything interesting when they're on offense, which is weird because they both have good offense. They just never do it. They just don't do and it. They don't do any team stuff. They don't really do team stuff, even though they probably could do good team stuff. They but... do like they did like a double clothesline once yeah, or something like just, that. Like that. Was, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm so over Mirai. <laughs> this is so bad. Like I just this isn't working for her at all. I just. I don't know, man. She'll probably she'll probably turn you around into five star. I, I doubt it. Like she's just gonna do the same stuff she has been doing, and like I, she's good as a baby face, but they never let her be the baby face. So I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. This was a pretty weak match. I was I was kind of bored for most I, of it. I liked this match, though. Like, if you ask me what happened in the first like six minutes of it, I could not tell you a single thing. Um, in fact, I don't think my notes even started until Hazuki got the hot tag. Um, and yeah, that like you know, Koguma did the bear pose with Ami. Like that, that's the first thing I noted in this match because there was a lot of Mirai dominating Koguma in the beginning, uh, which is fine, but it wasn't great. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, I think Hazuki and Mirai had a fun back and forth. I thought Hazuki kind of carried this match. Uh, more more than anybody else, I think that she kind of like dragged it to being a, a genuinely good.
good match in my opinion. Uh, I, I loved the finishing stretch. I thought Ami getting really, really close near falls with Azuki was kind of getting me stressed out when I was watching it. I was like, oh, that like that blue thunder bomb. I kind of was like, don't you fucking do it. Don't you fucking do it. Don't you fucking, you know, like, like it was, I, I think that was probably the selling point of this match. I think if I watched this a day later, I wouldn't have liked it. If that makes sense. Cause like, like I said last week, FWC is at its best when they are in jeopardy and they were in serious jeopardy for the last like eight minutes of this match. And I thought that was like a really interesting and fun thing to watch. Cause it was, it was stressful and it was enjoyable and it was, you know, well done by then. But I think the match as a, as a whole probably suffered because it, it, like if I hadn't watched this live, it would have suffered a lot. Right. Yeah, no, I kind of get that. Sometimes watching unspoiled helps. Um, I'm pretty sure I did watch this unspoiled though. I don't. I can't remember. You did. <laughs> we were watching together. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I just I don't know, man. I, I'm this Ami and Mirai thing isn't working as a team, which I thought it would. You know, that's on me. Like on paper, they seem like a fairly good Haas team, but I don't know. They're... What do you think they do for fucking? Tag, do you think they run that and then Shuri gets someone, or do you I think Konami uh, and Shuri tag? I can see Konami being back for that to to do something. I can see Konami and Mirai tagging as the fighting yeah, princesses, possibly. And then so that so that Godzai doesn't have to win because uh, yes. like a Shuri Konami team ain't losing <laughs> that many matches, you know. Uh, and they seem to really like the Kyokos, so um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That'll be interesting, I guess. But I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do here to to really turn that around. Because I know a lot of people that are kind of down on Mirai and God's Eye, and it's kind of like this is this is crazy. Um, but yeah, I think most people who watch the shows are down on God's Eye. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, the people like who float general, not even like hating it definitely feel a lot different. But if you've if you've been yeah. through the house shows, like <laughs> we've even just like a couple house shows, yeah. like a month, like you you definitely get you feel it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that match. I didn't enjoy it too much. Um, the things picked up though after that. So the next match was the Wonder of Stardom Championship match. It was Saya Kamatani defeating Saki. Uh, Saya beat Saki in 13 and a half minutes with a Phoenix Splash. I don't know when the last time a white belt match when this short was, because it feels like it's we're, been a we're going to Arisa territory. Probably. You know, I'm, I'm looking up. Because I feel like she had some very short ones. We could talk about the match a bit. Um, so because it, was only, liked it. Yeah, because it was only 13 minutes, they didn't have to waste much time. They just got into it. Um, this was almost entirely a second half of a Saya defense, uh, which is always the best part without the first part. Yes. Um, and saying that, it didn't flow as well as some of Saya's bigger matches do. Um, but I mean, they just kind of packed everything into 13 minutes. Uh, Saya didn't hit all of her cool moves, so that kind of... Okay, so I found the last time a white belt match went less than 15 minutes was... On November fourth, two thousand nineteen, when Arisa who... beat Jamie Hayter. Oh, oh! I was gonna say. Oh, I thought it was Arisa and Avery. That was a month before, and that only went seven minutes. Right. Wow. That was I do not remember that match whatsoever. Yeah, it wasn't that great. I know it happened, but I do not remember it. That was weird because didn't they do it at like a Corican right after uh, the Nagoya? GP? Nagoya. Oh. Nagoya. Nagoya. They did in Nagoya. Wasn't it right after the GP though as well? It was. Yeah. It was right after that yeah, okay. GP. Oh, and it was during the Riho high speed title fucking reign. That's oh, crazy. Lovely. Amazing. Uh, that's, to, that's 
that's a fucking trip that like late late 2019 like because everybody thinks about like the mid like early 2019 with like the rise of of uh Arisa? of tcs and whatnot and Arisa, yeah but like nobody thinks about like the end of 2019 when it's like avery was there and Riho was there um and like oh Tai was just dying like actively dying like andras was just giving up uh like just Natsuko like was just like getting buried even though she was doing her best work of her career like it's like shit was just crazy <laughs> it was a weird time um but yeah this this Saya and Saki match was was very good oh, yeah. um all ac- I enjoyed it a lot I wouldn't say all action um but quite a lot of action Saya didn't go bombs <laughs> out but she she did a lot of yeah. good stuff I I liked how it began cuz it did play into like the Saki uh, is like way more experienced or way more brutal than Saya is. She's like immediately just, you know, reverses her and fucking suplexes her on the outside and just slams her, you know, just like really just beats the shit out of her and just like really, you know, that type of shit. But, and I, I say this because I'm a nerd, Saya teched out of a suplex in a way that I've never seen before because Saki had her up for a vertical suplex and she was dropping her. And while they were dropping, Saya like landed on her feet like it wasn't like she like got out of it they were like about to hit the ground and she just stood up out of it like she just teched it like fucking tech roll like it was insane i was like what the... and then she did a foot stop and i was like that's the most insane shit i've ever seen um and yeah this i thought that i thought they were bearing saki uh but then i realized that they just wanted to go quick in in these matches i guess because the same kind of felt like the same vibe of the main event was felt here, except this one was a lot quicker. Uh, Race kind of wanted to get right to the action, um, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I thought it was, it was fun and, and interesting, though it was a bit, uh, it lacked a bit. I, I thought it was, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, second ma- second best match match night, obviously, but I, I, I do think it was kind of lacking something. Yeah, no, that's fair. I uh, definitely never got into that top level. Um... Oh, also, after the match, Saki uh, slapped the shit out of Saya and bit her foot. Yeah, that was that was pretty strange. Um, Colors are still the ops. That's the crazy thing, is that, like, even though they ain't, they are. Yeah. Because they're, they're cosmic angels, so they still, you know, they still do that. Definitely. Um, so nobody challenged Saya after the match, which is, you know, obviously leaving the door open for somebody to beat her in the She cut a promo. She did. Uh... Something about like the history, the legacy of the white belt. Because she brought up Arisa, she brought up Momo. I don't know what she said. Uh, I, I wasn't watching this with with Sprite or Darren, unfortunately. Would you like me to bring to up the it. the Stardom report? We can. Would you like to? It's up to you. Because we are going a bit. We are going a bit long. It's, I mean, that's up to you. It's fine, I'm sure. All right. So okay. So the eighth defense was successful. The record is on par with Yuzuki Aikawa and Kairi. As a further goal, Momo Anabe's record of betraying Queen's Quest um, is the most defense record, <laughs> exceeding. 13. I love that translation. Um, so it's like, damn, she set that record by betraying us. That's crazy. Yes. Um, it's the most defense record, exceeding thirteen times, and I want to beat that. Uh, Saki-san, the history of Saki-san has been popular in the women's professional wrestling world. It was very exciting. Furthermore, I want to see the wider world, but my career in professional wrestling, I am the center of the wrestling world. No matter who says it, I am stardom. So 
dude, that is baller as fuck. Definitely. Um, so she basically was like, "Hey, I've you know, I'm I've matched Yuzupan uh, and Kyrie's record here of of defenses." Um, so does that mean they're doing the Kyrie match if she brought her up? Apparently, there's there's Probably. a bit there's been a tweet as we were on the show from Kyrie. Mm. Uh, she quote tweeted Saya. And was like, um, so obviously this is a translation. Oh, sorry, I just saw your match. Congratulations on the defense. Uh, defense times equals record is super important as champion. Um, you've defended as much as I do, uh, but no more than that. There was a place in me that mm. I wanted to cherish. So uh, there is a point that is a bit worrisome around that. So let's go cracking for the first match. So... Obviously, this is a terrible translation. Uh, hopefully, a, an actual Japanese speaker will translate it soon. But it seems like Kyrie was like, hey, you've matched my record. I don't want you to beat it. So, I yeah. guess... And I mean, that, that's what we were talking about uh, when the Saki defense came up. Yeah. Is that it's like, oh, I thought that, you know, Kyrie's going to defend her, her defense record, even though it's not a record, but her, you know, number of defenses. But I guess she is going to do it. She just is okay with her tying it. Like, she's cool with being on power with her. Which... That feels like Kyrie's winning. Oh yeah, she's she's beaten Sai. Like, like I've I've been saying like, that for months. No, like <laughs> I know, and like I don't. I never thought it was like out of the question, but it's like the fact that they waited until Saya could like be at on par with her before having the match is like proof that like oh this is like this is the last this is this eight is eight is it? Yeah. Uh, that's all she's got, which is is kind of insane. Which um, to be fair, eight. Being on par with Yuzupan and Kyrie is is pretty. Yeah, it's it's big. You know, that's uh, definitely a really cool but mark for Saya. I personally would say that Saya is like one of the best white belt champions of all time, just in terms of like my yes. enjoyment of her matches and how she just like carries herself and whatnot. Uh, you know, she's she's probably top. She's got to be top five. Mm. Um, that's a very like exclusive top five, obviously, because there's a lot of good champions, but. She's she's definitely in the top five there. Oh, I would agree, yeah. Um, but uh, it definitely appears I mean, that we are hurtling towards Kyrie versus Saya. Um, I imagine they'll set it up after the tag match on GP Day One, um, yeah, and it, it'll probably be at that Stardom X Stardom show or maybe something else. Uh, we should get on to the main event, though. The main event was uh, Shuri defending the World of Stardom champion. Oh, wait, I forgot to mention. After the FWC tag, uh, Hazuki and Koguma Fuck. issued a challenge <laughs> to Tam Nakano I and Natsupoi. So I imagine that's where they dropped the belts. Uh, Tam and Poi entering Tag League as champions to set up a big defense, maybe at like a, a main event of a pay-per-view or at that Sumo Hall show kind of makes a lot of sense to me. So I, I I would think Tam and Poi win the the tag belts there. I feel so bad for Mina and Unagi, uh, cause like for like the past like year, like since since fucking ALK were champs, we were like, oh, Unagi and Tam are gonna get the tag belts soon, or Mina and Tam are gonna get the tag belts soon. Maybe Pink Kabuki gets the tag belts soon. Neither of them are getting the fucking tag belts. Fuck you, not Poi's here. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, man, that's so fucked. Um, but the main event, though, was Siri defending the World of Stardom Championship against Tam Nakano. Um, this was this was great. Uh, this was the Tam yeah. that is so, so amazing that makes drama Tam so annoying. 
right? Yes. Here she was just violent. She wasn't bug-eyed doing violet screwdrivers. She wasn't, like, crying. She was just like, I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to beat the shit out of you, woman. And that is what happened. And Siri was more than happy to reciprocate. And it was it was great. Um, I've seen some criticism. Dude, she jumped off of the fucking top of the stage, yeah. like, four minutes in. Literally. Like, I forgot that until I just read it. <laughs> like, because there was so much shit on it in this match that was yeah. fucking dope. Um, like, this this was her just going at it and uh, attempting to be the best. And that's, that's always when but... Tam... What, what criticism do you see? Uh, so I've, I've definitely I've seen some people say that the match ended a bit too abruptly, and I would kind of agree. I think Siri, uh, yeah, yeah. Siri's reign has had an issue with that, where a lot of her finishes don't feel like they've peaked properly, and she just wins. Yeah. Uh, even the Momo match was kind of the same. Um, so oh, definitely. I don't think that's exclusive to this match, but I can definitely see why that would drag this one down, because this one was going so well, and then it just kind of finished. Um, but I thought it was a great match. I am trying to keep things quick because we do have two whole GP days to preview. So please keep your thoughts short, <laughs> Dylan. Thank you. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> I can't do that. Dylan, please, um, <laughs> please. Uh, I, okay, but I, I told I told people I would expand on this a little bit, so I'll expand on it a little bit, then I'll move on. Um, I love this match. Obviously, I thought it was great. I thought that a lot of the spots were great. They were just stiffing each other, and I brought it up on Twitter, and I, I said I would expand upon it, obviously, is that Tam is always at her best when the point of her character is to win the match. Yeah. Because for a very long time, Tam's point of her character has something to do with the match. Like, something to do with the with how it vibes with this other character. It's like, her with Natsupoi, it's like, oh, it's it wasn't about her winning. Nobody remembers her winning. Who cares? But people remember, oh, they're doing this because it's like it's meaningful it's like no make the match meaningful because you want to win and that's why i i realized this i went back and watched it again and i still love it that's why i love that fucking tam natsuko match that i always oh, talk about that i always bring up no but because that was the most you're, you're leaving your mic aren't you but it doesn't matter that was the most that tam has ever wanted to win a match uh that i have ever seen outside of the arisa match which is another one of her greatest matches of all time and this one which is probably in her top five, top ten at the fucking lowest, you know? I think the crowd kind of not selling it a lot kind of hurt it. Uh, that was my main take, my main critique of it. Uh, and obviously the, the, the finish kind of abrupt. But I, I personally believe that she just does so great in situations where it's not about who she's wrestling. It's not about the dynamic. It's about the dynamic of her wanting to win the match more than anything in the world. And she's so good when she does that. Uh, a beautiful match. Loved it. She exorcist bridged up and then ate a buzzsaw kick immediately. And it was, and then like, that was just such a cool spot. I, I love it. It was old school Tam. She brought back the love I used to have for her in, in 2018, 2019 as a wrestler. And I, I really enjoyed it a lot. That is fair. I would agree with almost all of that. It was a great match. Um, afterwards, Suri didn't get a challenger, but she did say she had somebody in mind that she wants to defend against. Um, so I, I assume that's Nanai. They're going to do her in Nanai at Stardom X Stardom. Um, it would make a lot of sense to me to have her challenge Nanai after one of the tags. So Yeah, I think the I think the common belief is that it's either Nanai or Hashimoto, and Hashimoto is very unlikely. 
Yeah, I don't think they would do Hashimoto without her showing up at the very least at some point. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Nanai and Siri, quite likely, I, w- I would assume that's going to happen. I'd, I'd be cool with that. Oh yeah, no, it should be. Imagine if Nanai just clowns Shuri like she did with Momo. That'd be so funny. Honestly, I'm here for it. Oh my god. All right, so <laughs> we have two days of the GP to preview. So day yeah. one, opening round, Ota Ward Gymnasium, July 30th. Uh, in the opener, we have uh, Tam Nakano and Natsupoi versus Momo Watanabe and Saki Kashima versus Koguma and Momo Kogo versus Miyu Amasaki and Hina versus Mina Shirakawa and Wakasugama versus Hanan and Rina. The return of water and oil. Who cares who wins? Probably Tam and Tam and Natsupoi pin Mina and and Waka. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Good good idea. Good good plan. Uh the next match, Nanai Takahashi and Kairi versus Saya Kamatani and Lady C of Queen's Quest. We all know who's taking the fall there. Yeah. She's gonna chop him though. That's the crazy thing. Hell yeah. Oh Nanai's gonna teach that woman some <laughs> some things. Holy <laughs> shit. Um can Nanai just be the trainer? Like can <laughs> can oh we please God. get some help for hell, Lady C? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um all right. First GP match is Blue Stars action. It is Starlight Kid versus Suzu Suzuki. I have Suzu winning because they've presented her very strong. And to keep that going, mm. you, you have her beat Starlight Kid, who is obviously somebody in and around kind of the big picture all the time. See, this is one of like two or three matches that Suzu has actually built. Uh, that there's like any semblance of like a, a like noticeability between the two of them. Um, Starlight Kid wants the wave belt, which is interesting. Um, I saw Starlight Kid winning this, but then I kind of forgot that it's first day, and I don't think Suzu drops first day. No. So, probably Suzu, though I like this is one of the few matches that like I personally want Starlight Kid to win. Uh, everybody knows I'm not crazy about her, but this, this is one of the matches I actually do would like it if she won, but I, I she probably doesn't. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, the next match is Amisore versus Saya Ida. Um, I assume I'm sorry. Wins. Ida. We're probably waiting on her to get a win for a while. Oh, it's that's first match. Damn, that sucks. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, the match after that is Mayu Utani versus Marai. Um, uh, Marai winning is kind of like the predictable thing there. I mean, Mayu hasn't won a, a day one match in like five years. Yeah, and they're obviously gonna want Marai to beat somebody like Mayu. You know, that is something they would do. Yeah. Um, the match after that is Julia versus Hazuki. Um, I mean, I would have Julia winning, but I I could maybe see it going to a draw. Yeah, I I don't know with this one. I feel like Julia probably just wins. Yeah. Uh, I could definitely see the draw, but I I, I think I think Julia wins this. All right. Um, the first match of Red Stars action is Momokogo versus Mai Sakurai. Uh, Momokogo probably wins. I'm running with the theory that they just give her all of Tekla's points. I think if she only wins one match, it's this one. Yeah, probably. Uh, so, regardless, I think this is probably Momo's match to win. Okay. Um, the match after that is also Red Stars. It's Unagi Sayaka versus Saki. Um, so you probably have Saki win there again. Just Saki has to humble her. Yeah, just you know, get Saki off to a strong start. Dude, Unagi at the fucking five star presser was such a fucked fucker. Like she was just screaming like a dictator. 
that she was going to make Saki her her servant. Jeez. And I was like, damn, bro, you need to calm the fuck down. Yeah. From a woman who has a history of Google Translate <laughs> saying the things she yeah. said, that is very so yeah. <laughs> She sounded she sounded a bit too Germany circa 1939. You know, like a, li- a, bit, a little bit too much, a little too, a little bit too much inflection in that. <laughs> yes. Um, the match after that is Utami Hashishita versus Hameka. Um, I can see Hameka winning there. They. Yeah, Hameka yeah. takes this. Um, the match after this is Micah versus Risa Sarah. Um, probably you, that either goes to a draw Risa or Risa Sarah wins because Micah would be the yeah. type to draw in this kind of tournament. I mean, yeah, uh, I have her getting one draw against yeah. Utami, like oh, personally. Okay. But I, I, I don't, I don't think she, I don't think she beats Sarah. I don't think she even draws with Sarah. Uh, I do like that Micah effectively has a flash pin, except it's not a flash pin; it's just a Mijinoku driver. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> she just hits it out of nowhere and it beats nearly everybody. I think the only people person that hasn't beat was Utami. Uh, is the only person to kick out of it in her. 10 years so i think that's that's a cool little thing because she could just beat risa sarah with the michinoku driver because it's it's one and done with that yeah possibly but i mean they're gonna have risa sarah. it's risa sarah yeah. though yeah um the main event then is siri versus azami and i would be shocked if azami doesn't win because that is what they do see i'm getting scared now because like it feels like they're like setting it up way too strongly yeah. that's like oh well azumi obviously wins these they, tournament matches they don't care enough <laughs> She is the Zack Saber Junior also, to Siri's Naito. That is how they work. Now. Yes, but also Shuri versus Nanai is probably being announced on this show. So if Shuri loses a match and then challenges Nanai, it doesn't make sense. Well, they'll do it early in the show, so it'll be fine. Yeah, maybe maybe they do it after the Nanai match instead of after the main event. I don't know. I, I'm starting to get worried because obviously I'm a. I, I want Azumi to beat Shuri. I love the fact that she's the only person with more than one win over her in stardom. I think that's dope, uh, and I want her to keep building on that. But I don't know. It's it's it, it's starting to feel a bit too. It, it's starting to feel like red herring. Sorry. Let, let's move on. Yeah. Um. The next show to re- preview then is uh, the very next day, 31st of July. This is day two. Uh, this is also an Ota Ward. The opener is. Izuki and Hanan versus Yonage Sayaka and Wakasukiyama versus Micah and Maisakurai versus Azumi and Miyu Amasaki versus Lady C and Hina versus Saki Kashima and Fuki Death versus Roraka and Rina. And once again, who cares? <laughs> um, the match after that is Kairi and Natsupoi versus Mayu Batani and Saya Ida. Uh, and we all know Kairi is probably beating Saya there. Goddamn ops. <laughs> Uh, the first GP match is Amisore versus Suzu Suzuki. So I, w- I would give that as another win to Suzu. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Match after that is Mina Shirakawa versus Momo Watanabe. Um, I can see Mina winning that to get Momo off to a bad start. Mina over Momo? Yeah. 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 That, that's that's where I'm... I, I think Mina doesn't get it. Like, she gets like... She doesn't get a lot of points, but I think she definitely takes the upset over Momo. Definitely. Um, the match after the Saya Kamatani versus Starlight Kid. Um, I would hmm. imagine Saya wins. You're not going to have Kid cut a, a yeah. promo in tears about losing to Saya and then have her win the next match. This could be a draw, but I think the draw, the I think the draw is the next match. Oh, okay, then uh, then yeah, I, I, I think 
Saya should win. Yeah. I think that she, I think Saya should probably beat everybody who has challenged her already, just because I don't feel like seeing like that just feels weird when so they, we have you know, we have kid going on two to start which is kind of interesting yes i mean she can uh, pick up the points like it's fine but yeah maybe she starts cheating maybe i don't know i just i definitely don't see her she beating Saya. Like, they, they won't do that they shouldn't do that um i i mean i could see her beating suzu more than i could see her beating saya personally but suzu starting off own one just sounds wrong yeah i mean suzu would be one and one coming out of it if she beats ami which is almost a lock so yeah i mean that, that, that's kind of where i'm at is that kid over suzu um is is a possibility yeah but also they could just have kid go own two. Oh yeah that's not yeah no it'd be fine i mean there's fucking 12 matches <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right. Um, the match after this is Julia versus Marai, and that's definitely going to a draw. Uh, I got Julia over. Really? I don't know. I think yeah. they'll protect Marai there. Hmm. I don't know. I think I think we're gonna run into an issue with Marai. Maybe. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see though. Um, the match after that is Risa Sarah versus Saki. Um. I can imagine Saki might win there. Bro, running it back. Oh, yeah. Running it back from, from the catch the wave. Uh, I, I, I say I say Risa wins. Uh, yeah. Just because Saki just isn't going to win as many matches as Risa is. Like, just simply. Uh, oh, I totally forgot that last night I also... This is... You know, we'll talk about it later. It's fine. Okay. Um... The next match is Koguma versus Momo Kogo. Um, probably Koguma winning. Versus Momo, yeah, Koguma. Yeah. Um, the match after that is Tam Nakano versus Himeka. Um, so I would have Tam win, I guess. I think Himeka wins. Really? Hmm. I I, I kind of see Tam getting off to a rocky start and then just going crazy for a while. Uh, even if she doesn't go to the finals, I I. I feel like Tam is like the type of wrestler to like drop her first couple matches right. before just steamroll. So we have Hameka going two and zero. Yeah, right. I think I think that I mean Hameka's going to end like very middle of the pack. So her getting like the early lead is cool. All right, fair enough. Um, the main event then is Siri versus Utami Hashishita. This is about as a lock of a draw as you could get. Yeah, it's a draw. Yeah, because um, they're definitely I don't know if they give that away. Um, I mean, Utami even said in her interview, she's not trying to win. She's just trying to showcase what she could do <laughs> against right, Sherry. Right. Um, to be fair, though, didn't, didn't everybody knows that Omega happen. beat Okada for the first time in yes. the G1? Like, there's so many yes. parallels that I could almost see Stardom trying to copy that, but... Yeah, but... It... Uh, like the issue is that like Shuri won the belt from Utami. Like Shuri was the chaser, and I don't know if they like are running it back to be like Utami is the chaser because Shuri already has plenty of chasers. They're gonna take yeah, her out. Yeah, you can probably do it though, just to get Utami that first win over her. So then it's not, you know, yeah. she, she's never I mean, beat cool. Shuri until she beats her for a belt or something. But I mean, either one is fine. I do think it's going to a draw. But but then Shuri goes out too. Yeah, but she's not winning so. But she's the champion. She's going on too. Yeah. And also, Shuri just doesn't I mean, lose. She's gonna beat the shit out of like half of the block. <laughs> like it's fine. I, don't know, I I think I think 
I think Shuri and Utami both get their own, like a few draws in this one. Um, and I think this is the first of like three for each of them. All right, fair, fair enough. Um, all right, that is that. We are uh, almost at two hours, so um, we should probably take yeah. it home real quick. Uh, sorry for having to rush the preview there. We usually do a lot of in-depth stuff, but there will be a lot of in-depth stuff to come during the GP. Um, we had to debate. <laughs> oh yeah, my my point was was that I don't know what three AM me was thinking when I was like redoing my match sheet. My Sakurai beats Risa Sarah. I don't know when that match is, but that that's my upset that I'm predicting because I, I didn't predict it last week. Right. That that's that's why I okay. think. Okay, amazing. Because I predicted Tekla over Risa Sarah, uh, so now I I imagine my Sakurai gets that. I see. All right. Well, that's that's fun. Okay, time to close the show. But that's. That's a way away. If yeah. you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ijo. Ijo. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.